Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Of it. All right. So in the past, like twenty, or in the past, like hour, I have been compared to the Beastie Boys and to Doctor Strange. And you know what? No, specifically Benedict Cumberbatch. Dog. Benedict Cumberbatch or Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. <laughs> can it be both? It can, it can be both. And you know what? I am okay with the level of comparisons. No, hold on. I'm okay with two and a half out of three of those. Because I've always felt some sort of way about Be getting me compared to Benedict Doesn't Cumberbatch. Doesn't he look like Benedict Cumberbatch? Who's that? Doctor Strange. Oh. Sherlock. Yeah, the tall and lankiness. Um. You see, but like, he's kind of a meme. But I've also like said that to somebody, and they're just like, yeah, I mean, but Benedict Cumberbatch is really, really attractive. To which I also felt some sort of way. You're like, thank you. Right. But then they're also saying, you don't look like Benedict Cumberbatch. And I'm like, so are you saying I'm not attractive? And then I just had to remind myself that I'm amazing. And that everybody that should amazing. believe in themselves that they are amazing. And everybody's levels of self-confidence and self-esteem should just be rising up and crashing through. This is Doc. And Ziggy. And today we have a special guest with us. Casey. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a show about the news happening around you and how it shapes the culture defines you using our pop perspective. To put the culture in context. And make the mainstream make some sense. sense. Because if we do not make sense, then we don't make we dollars. dollars. Holla. We can't have that happen. Everything. For the love of money. Cash rules everything around me. Cream is the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That is a Wu-Tang Clan lyric for all Speaking of those of people that don't know. Some of the things happening around us. There were several tragic incidents that happened over the week. The Not amount sure. of shooting levels are right! Uh, dark joke. Biden made a special call today. He did make a special call. Uh, Netflix is giving it another good shot to go with something. And we have to say R.I.P. to the creator of the classic card game. We do have a guest, Casey, on our show. And we do <laughs> oh, like to try to introduce our guest and get let the look, audience look, know a little thing the about their... Oh, man. No, look, man. Let the audience know a little thing about our guest as well as us. So tell us, what have you been diving into? What is something that's really been eating at you this week? Or, or... Per classic, do you have an island that you would like to present? That is a hill that you will die on, to which Doc and I need to determine if it is a good hill to die on or here in the flood if it floats. It's gonna have to be the chicken nuggets. Not all wings are, what is it? This is gonna be a great video content. Oh god, no! <laughs> no, nope, no, continue, continue, off? please, continue. Oh, just try to, just, just, just put it in the best words no, possible. No. I'm gonna soak this all in. Not all wings are. What 
is it? Not all wings are wings. Not all wings are created equal. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is. Ah, so so explain. What do you mean? Shit. No. No. Okay. So so are are you saying that the boneless wings are not wings? They're not. They're not wings. What are mm. they? They're chicken fingers and nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Thank you. <laughs> He finally feels justified, right? Thank you. They're not. I mean, you know. No, I I mean... Listen. I wrote a college paper literally on this exact topic. And I put it into, into text-to-speech. And it, that bitch was over 10 minutes long. That's too long. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> that, that. Boneless chicken wings are a lie. They are not chicken wings. They are chicken tenders cut up into bite-sized nuggets. Only so people can go into a restaurant and order chicken nuggets without feeling the shame of telling another adult that they want chicken nuggets because of the excess of poultry that is produced in America. They rebrand as boneless wings to prey innately on the nostalgia factor that we all feel from the comfort of eating chicken nuggets. Was that all in your paper? Yes. Did you pass? I got a 95. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. We really got it. Oh, yeah, no. And you want to know what? I actually came Why up. Get a, why didn't you get a hundred? Mm, uh, probably because it was too long. <laughs> Look, I have a lot to say on this topic. I'm here for it. I had a, and you know I what? Had a like, chicken, like, here's the thing. Like, chicken food truck, in, so. in this in this paper, I actually did come up with like a really great realization to where the point. To where you feel like you wasted this much time, you just you got to like the Tootsie Roll Center at the Tootsie Pop here. So nostalgia marketing is like marketing a genie in a bottle. You go to the whatever the source of nostalgia is, you rub the magic genie bottle, it comes up, it gives you a illusion of the sensation of you enjoying whatever it was in that nostalgia, to which you can just walk away, the genie returns to its bottle, and you return to the life that you wish the nostalgia would stay in. Was all that in the paper? Yes. <laughs> I wonder what your professor was thinking. This guy is smoking fire at <laughs> So Casey, you said you used to own a food truck. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. So you you then, I guess, would be a uh, someone who would have a certifiable opinion on chicken wing consumption? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. So tell us a little bit more about your food truck. My cousins opened it um, a little bit before pandemic started. Okay. And uh, yeah. So um, how did that work out with, uh, did, were they able to use COVID to their advantage and like, we unfortunately didn't. Yeah, it uh, it was a sad thing, honestly. I mean, we tried to push through all like the beginning uh, when LA had the curfews. Right. So you were out in LA at the time? Yeah, I'm originally from LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been done? You were out in LA during the whole COVID thing. What was lockdown like? It was depressing. It was. Um, I mean, you know, we didn't know that, or we didn't know if it was going to be okay to stay out in the truck on the streets because, you know, people were not allowed out past at 1.6 p.m. That's like, I mean, like, you as a DoorDash driver, I'm like, this seems like a brilliant time, though. Like, you just moved the restaurant. To it them. was perfect for 
door dashing, Uber Eats, everything like that because you're an essential. You know, and we too were considered an essential, but there are certain things that we didn't have set up at the time. And honestly, with a lot of the other restaurants that were open during that time, like if we were able to, if you guys were able to push through it, like you can make it through anything. Yeah, I mean, like, and in downtown LA, it was, it was weird. Like tsunami was doing like not only like carry out food, but they were also doing like clear plastic cups for for light liquor and styrofoam for dark liquor. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you mean by weird though? Like what was one of the weird weirder things that you remember about that time being in the not, business? Not seeing a soul on the street. Oh yeah. No. Like it was to the point where so like you would see people rushing to the grocery store. Yeah. The, the lines were around the block. Oh to get in the To get in stores. they were only allowing like uh, let's say like 30 people at a time. Oh, yeah, because California... These lines were extra long because they were all six feet apart. <laughs> California yes. had some of the more stricter COVID uh, restrictions, mm-hmm. though, at the time. Especially... It was mainly just the curfew, honestly. Because, like, when you're in L.A. and you're... What like, time do the bars close in L.A.? Like, like normal? Yeah, normal. Yeah. 2 a.m. Okay, so, like, it would close And then probably, like, after-hour spots, like, 4 or 5 a.m. Yeah, I know, like, New York, I think, opens... Is open until four. That's the city that like never sleeps, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the bars close in time for the diners to open. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about your uh, chicken truck. What were some of the like your signature dishes on the truck? We were known for Nashville hot chicken. So Nashville hot chicken sandwiches were like our number one. Okay. And then we had. And your they were made out of uncut boneless wings, right? <laughs> Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just that. So, uh, what was one of the things that made the uh, National Chicken Sandwich so good? Because I've never had one before. What? Yeah, nah. Okay, uh, we'll have to fix that yeah, one. Yeah, you gotta hook me we, up. We gotta make that for yeah. you. Um, what would a chicken sandwich where the, the chicken had fake tits taste like? And what would they use as fake tits? Would they get, ooh, they could oh. use like, like, like stuffing. Just it, like like pre Thanksgiving stuffing. So the answer answer to your question is antibiotics and steroids. Second of all, <laughs> in what situation would a chicken need fake breasts? Top it. Have you seen <laughs> Top Earner? Oh okay. man. So is there anything else that you want to, you know, tell our guest about you or to introduce yourself to the audience or drop your handles or anything, places, locations that they can find you um, and I, your business ventures? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm on Instagram at the Dirty Walk. Okay. <laughs> is my one point. word? One word. One oh, word, one no word. underscores, nothing? Nope. No. Wow, dog. that's really clean. Is it? Real <laughs> clean. Yeah, it was, it was my dog. <laughs> my dog's Instagram and I was like, you know what, I need to scratch that. Uh, the Dirty Walk, that's a, like, that's a great handle. Yeah. That's a great handle. Thanks. It also sounds like it would be a fire restaurant. Though. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You well, know, you like... know, COVID actually helped me, like, when I moved out here to Virginia, it was, like, I was not cooking as much. Yeah. Like, you, like, you know the, the, the trope of, like, the Dirty Chinese Restaurant. I mean, Old yeah. Dirty Bastard <laughs> had the nickname <laughs> Dirty Chinese Restaurant. <laughs> the Dirty Walk sounds like a self-aware Dirty Chinese restaurant that, like, if you actually it's go fire, in, it's right? But when you look fire. at her page, everything looks fire. Yeah. Like, no, she, yo, it listen, looks super I see, good. I pee. I 
Yeah. Where Check is the bag? And if you use the I promo code the flood oh, yeah. at the dirty walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up with something. Hey, something there good. Go. There you go. Something good. All right. Before we get into some of the stuff that happened throughout the week, we'd like to take a look back at things that happened on this day in history this week, one week from, from today. today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. That's the day that it'll drop. Yeah, not the day we're recording, because we're recording a week in advance. In, in advance. But it's actually like about stuff that happened two weeks ago. Because by the time you Because we're it. always ahead of the curve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back into the On time. July 16th, 1519. 1519. You really dug deep for that one, didn't you? Public debate between Martin Luther and theologian Johann Eck. Leesburg Castle and Lee Pig during which Luther denies the divine right of the Pope. And why is this important? Because this basically is why Christianity has all of those fucking subsects. So I told him he could pick five. No, and this um, is this, this, this is one that I just wanted to five. get on. I just wanted to get on as the recovering Catholic. No. See. Mm. Yeah. Okay. TLDR, he went fuck the Pope. Fuck the Pope. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> I just wanted to pick six because I just wanted to say fuck the Pope. Except for this Pope. This is dope Pope. This Pope was like, you can have sex before marriage. It's okay to be gay. Heroin's all right. Damn, did he really say heroin was okay? Two of though? those three are what he said is okay. You pick. So... <laughs> I'm really mad that you put the 99 thesis on the fucking... <laughs> well, in 1945, the first detonation of an atomic bomb in Trinity site Alamogordo, New Mexico, as part of the Manhattan Project. Project. Yeah. That one's also kind of important. Is it because Russia? No, it's because we fucking blew up shit, man. That's like the America is fucked. <laughs> How do you feel about nuclear energy, Casey? Because, you know, as things heat up with, like, climate change and the, um, push to move to more renewable energy, people keep bringing up nuclear energy as a very clean and very efficient fuel source. But then, you know, people are usually following that up with uh, Chernobyl um, or Fukushima. Also, yep, I was going to say the other nuclear area or um, Three Mile Island. Uh, Bikini Atoll. Thank you, U.S. government, for SpongeBob. The entirety of the Fallout series. <laughs> Homer, right? I might as well go ask Homer. Yeah, ask Homer. There you go. Hashtag ask Homer. There you go. That could be the guy managing the fucking nuclear power plant. It would be Homer Simpson. So uh, are we talking uh, pre or no crown Homer or crown in Homer? Crayon. Crayon? Crayon. Oh, are we doing this? Well, no, no, no. The first this time. This is what we're doing. No, no, no. All you right, want to wanna... argue in front of the guest about no. grammar like I, I'm just saying. Abusive the parents. first time <laughs> that you said the the crown in Homer's brain, 
I thought that there was like a little like miniature like fucking like king's crown or like a Burger King crown. I'm sorry. I was so confused <laughs> that it took me like 20 minutes to realize that you were saying crayon. And I'm, I think that might be cultural. I'm sorry, Casey. I had no idea I hosted a podcast with such a grammar Nazi. Don't you dare. Remember, he got a 95 on his paper. <laughs> About fucking <laughs> chicken wings. Of course you're a Speaking of grammar Nazis, in 1951, J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye was published. Oh, wow. Have you ever read The Catcher in the Rye? You know, I was really bad at reading any books growing up. Hey, I appreciate the honesty, dog. I'm like scanning it. I'm like, you know, asking the girl next to me, like, what was this shit about? Catcher in the Rye is, um is often one of uh, the edgelord's favorite books. Oh, yeah. Like all of those people who are like, I'm edgy. Like Sasuke in Naruto probably would have read Catcher in the Rye. Do you, that's also what got John Lennon shot, right? Mark David Chapman shot John Legend. Or- John, shot oh. John Legend? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does Chrissy Teigen know? Take that back. <laughs> He's fine, guys. We're all just ordinary. So, <laughs> Mark David Chapman shot John Lennon. Uh huh. Yes. To Talk which he grammar. just. To which he. <laughs> ah, 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 say it again. Say it again. Sorry. Say it again, please. Talk about grammar. Ah. <laughs> Go ahead. That's pronunciation. Thank you. Fuck you. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> To which beyond, Mark David Chapman, upon shooting John Lennon, 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 sat in front of John Lennon <laughs> and pulled out a book of, pulled out a book to which it was J.D. Salinger's Catcher in the Rye. Now, fun fact, do you know who? Fun fact. Interesting fact. There you go. Do you know who made the first public announcement that John Lennon was shot? Was it? Rick James. It was Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was in the middle of the fucking game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Howard Cosell was the one to announce that John Lennon was shot and killed in New York on July 16th. Was it July 16th that he was shot? No, it no. wasn't. I was oh, just saying. Okay. I just realized that I was saying that he was shot on that day, but it's not. It's actually the day the catcher arrived released. But anyway, <laughs> in 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr. and his wife, Carolyn Bassett Kennedy, and sister-in-law, Lauren Bassett, are killed in a plane crash off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. Going to show you that the Kennedys are killed by more than just bullets. It's like a curse with them, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I, I feel kind of uh, like there, there's a Kennedy in the House of Reps. <laughs> like, it makes me even worried for, like, Maria Shriver. Like, <laughs> All right, what else have we got? Well, in uh, 2012, to round this out, The Dark Knight Rises, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Christopher Bale, Anne Hathaway, and Tom Hardy, premieres in New York. So... You adopted the dark. I was born in it. Red in it. I didn't see light until I was a man! Wait, I want to get to 2004. <laughs> oh, 2004. I forgot about this one. Martha Stewart. Yeah. 
In 2004, Martha Stewart is sentenced to five months in prison plus five months in home confinement for lying to federal investigators. Just to remind people, with every picture they see of Jon Stewart... Damn it! With every picture they see of Martha Stewart... <laughs> and Snoop Dogg, that there is only one felon in that picture. That's not... Mm, I guess it is true, because Snoop Dogg beat that murder case. He did! <laughs> Damn. Uh, yo, listen. Uh, also, also, I don't know if this is entirely true, but Martha Stewart got more street cred than Takashi Six Nine does. Takashi Six Nine has like negative street cred. Yeah. Martha Stewart didn't snitch. You're damn right. <laughs> That's literally why she went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Takashi was like, "I'll tell you everything, everything." That thing was crazy. Martha Stewart did snitch. There you go. Snitches get stitches. So, have you seen the new Batman movie, Casey? The Batman? No. The one with Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. I yeah. have not. No? Great uh, movie. Yeah. I think, is this a hot take? It's, it's better than The Dark Knight Rises. It's a better movie, but there's no performance better than Heath Ledger's Joker. Right. Ah, that's fair. Yeah, I would never give that up. Yeah, I think that's the, that's my take. It's the best Batman movie, but there's no performance in any Batman mm -hmm. movie that trumps Heath Ledger's Joker. Not yeah, one. I'm almost uh, a little worried. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little worried. There's the island. The Boom. Right. There's your island. So mm -hmm. now they have to retire the Joker cinematically because Heath Ledger did such a good ass job that it's like Black Panther, right? Yeah. Like when. <laughs> The Joker, the problem is, I think that Heath Ledger did such a good job that every time they follow up, they have to try to do a different version of the Joker. Yeah, they're going to have to now, right? No, I don't think they have to. I think they don't. can do the Heath Ledger style of Joker, just not make it, like... You know how, like, Pete Buttigieg is, like, white Obama, like, the same fucking... Did you just call Pete Buttigieg white Obama? He looks like he's basically made in a science lab, which is fed with, like... Obama speeches. And the same shit that made the frogs gay? Yeah. 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 Uh, that was an Alex Jones reference, Casey. If you also, <laughs> also, Pete Buttigieg happens to be gay, so... That's why the, the reference. Yeah. But, anyway... I feel like explaining the joke only made it more offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll keep like, it at that, okay? Like, as, you can do the Joker as long as it's not, like, feeding Heath Ledger energy straight into it. You can do like that style of like crime kingpin, a little unhinged, but actually still like a genius mm -hmm. Joker and not have to do like, we saw the spoiled scene from uh, yeah. the Batman where it's like this super carved up, like I'm trying to remember moving around really like, and you can barely understand him like, or Suicide Squad Joker, where he's got all of those tattoos Jared and everything. Leto, like, oh my god. Oh. Uh, like, you don't have to, or, or Joaquin Phoenix, his Joker was amazing. Yeah. But it's like, you could you see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker against Batman? No. I don't think so. So, Barry Conigan is supposed to be the next Joker, right? Um, the guy from the Eternals movie. Yeah. I don't think Barry Conigan is a bad actor. Right, like Me I neither. was happy with his performance in Eternals, but 
But when I saw that like deleted spoiler scene where like Batman was talking to the Joker, I hated like, it. Like, I hated the design of the Joker. I I don't know if that bothered me so much as I feel like they tried too hard with that scene, and that's why it got left on the cutting room. So here's something I'm thinking. Right. That Joker looks like so crazy insane that like all of the horrific acts the Joker actually commits. I'd be like, yeah, I can believe that. However, if you see, like, like say, Mark Hamill's Batman the Animated Series, oh. Joker. My biggest problem with, like, the Jared Leto version and this upcoming version is, yes, he's a homicidal sociopath who mass murders pretty much with no regard, but they're, they're, all of the portrayals seem to be missing out on the fact that Joker is also a clown. Yeah. He's supposed to be somewhat whimsical and kind of funny, which adds to his sociopathic behavior. Which Jack Nicholson leaned into, like, extremely So after watching the deleted scene, Casey, how do you feel about Barry Conigan's portrayal of the Joker? Not... Comparable. It's not hitting, right? No. It's not hitting after heat, right? It's not. It's not. It doesn't. To me, come, it's not even close. To me, it doesn't come across as the Joker. No, it comes it across like he was almost going to like. Do you know who Zaz is? No. So Zaz is a villain in the Batman universe. For every person he kills, he carves a tally mark oh, into okay, his yeah, yeah, yeah. into his body. He's covered in tally marks now. Yeah. Right. Like, like that seems like the type of interaction he would have with like. Zazz. He reminds, like, that scene literally reminded me, just as a visual, of the penguin from Gotham. That's why I I brought it up. Okay. That's why I brought it up. Okay. So, they were trying to go for the Dark Knight interrogation scene. Not even close. And they did not even get close. And because Batman, sorry, excuse me, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Just also because Batman is just, like, standing there. He's not with his raspiness of... Mm. What's his face? Uh, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah. And like, you like the Christian Bale? This is the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why I'm not? the knight. <laughs> no, I, I love Pattinson's Batman. I really do. And it, I was watching that, and I was like, his acting's really good. And then I realized I was like, no, the reason he's acting so well is because playing Batman is almost like anti-acting. It's handed to you. It's it. Well, I mean, it's just like you you have to be emotionless. For the most part, I get what you're saying, but I also in feel situations like, like that, as for Batman. for a generation who literally like grew up on Batman being like a staple figure, mm-hmm. it's probably like playtime, right? Like for Robert Pattinson specifically, right? Like Christian Bale still, it, I, he could have grown up with Batman, but not in a way that Robert. Did. Right, I, like, I get it. I get Robert it. Robert probably grew up watching Batman the animated series type shit. It's so, probably kind of like Daniel Craig being in Star Wars. Did you know Daniel Craig is in Star Wars? No. He's a stormtrooper. <laughs> he just wanted to be in Star Wars. He <laughs> asked if he could be a stormtrooper. So I mean, why not? In my opinion, if you took the character design of Jared Leto's Joker and you gave it to Barry Connor. I feel like those two mashed up would have been a comparable um, 
compromise, if you will. You know, no, no, no. I like where you're going because it just takes Joker out of Suicide Squad. <laughs> like, also, I don't feel like the character design for Jared Leto's Joker bothered me as much as Jared Leto bothered me. Both of them bothered me. Both I think that me. perfectly captures the whimsical Joker for like 20 Joker in 2022. You're telling me he's not gonna have face tattoos? Are we basically saying that Joker in 2022 would be evil post Malone? I don't <laughs> entirely disagree with like instead of like if evil post like post malone plays magic the gathering would evil post malone play Yu-Gi-Oh? so when you said evil post malone i immediately thought about takashi 69 and i don't know how i feel about that are we to say that takashi 69 is the modern day joker ew we're all disgusted and revolted by him mm -hmm. just like as people in gotham would be about joker Takashi 69 is the real life Joker. There you go, everybody. If Takashi 69 is the rap Joker, then who is. No, rap no, 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 the real life Joker. Who is rap Batman? I, I, I would almost put like, money on who you're gonna say. Rap Batman? Mm -hmm. If Takashi 69 was the Joker, mm. who would be Batman? I want to hear what Kate Give it. Uh, no, I don't know. Damn it. No, no. Come on. No, come on, Kate. Give it. If Takashi69 is the Joker, what rapper would be Batman? Who's he going to say, Drake? I hate you. Who would you say? Look at his face. <laughs> I know I have to say it, but I'm just trying to say one. Just, because I know he knows I'm going to say it. Literally, Look, just say it. Before you explode, please. <laughs> It's fucking Eminem. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> of course you I was trying to think of one that wasn't just because I knew you were thinking I was gonna say Eminem. Who would you say would be Brad Batman? I mean, that's a great answer. Uh, like, he's, you know. The only answer is Lupe I mean, I also can't say Batman because Eminem has a song called Superman. That was my that was my get out of jail free card. Uh, there you go. My answer is Lupe Fiasco. I came up with that by myself. And on that note, I think we're gonna take a break. You take a sound, any sound, record it and then change its nature by multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities. You combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. Strippers are smart, look. Exactly. Yeah, no, like, like I'm saying. They're it's... very intelligent to an extent. To an extent. To an extent. <laughs> I've, I've met a stripper who was literally working on her doctorate. Oh, I have a funny story, actually. Shoot. All right, so long ago, I was dating a couple. And of strippers? Is, hold no, on. Did I was you dating say a couple? I was dating a couple. So oh, you okay. were in a throuple? Mm. Anyway, okay. Okay. so yeah. we go to a strip club, 
and very progressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. So we were at the strip club and As getting our <laughs> getting our lap dances and watching whatever we were watching. Baller shit. And so we were watching the stage. This girl's on doing her thing. The girl that we were with, she literally looked at the girl. They made an awkward eye contact because oh. they knew each other. Oh, it was one of those. <laughs> it was like, oh damn, me? yeah. I was like, I that. remember you. <laughs> so it turned out that I found out obviously later that they were in nursing school together. The, Listen, the stripper. DNA's out there. <laughs> Do what you gotta do, but the stripper was the like, scrubs. "Don't tell anybody. Like right. nobody knows." And you know, you gotta pay whatever. for nursing school one way, right? I Fuck mean, yeah! Listen, all right, look. But look. it was hot. It was. I was like, oh well, you know, shit what was happens. Your favorite LA strip club. Mm, the question though, like she's like, how do I have to? Pick There's. There's one, but I can't remember the name. But I'm very much a Spearmint Rhino in Vegas. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. Shout out to the Spearmint Rhino. Okay. Oh, for real? So, like, yeah. here's here's the thing. Like, I never Hong really, Kong. like, went to a strip club before. Except, like, Cool Zach came by for his, uh, just... Friend think, of the pod. Yeah, friend of the pod, Cool Zach. He came by over the bridge and he's just, we went to Horseshoe and then he's just like, oh, let's just go to a strip club. And I really hadn't been, I think I went to like one before and I was like, all right. But I also had a Spanish test due at midnight. Uh-huh. So I pulled out my phone. Oh, Dios mío. <laughs> Hola. Es malo. So, uh, I'm doing the Spanish quiz on my phone, and when I submit it before the due date at midnight, I was like, Boop. oh, I got a 100. So Zach was here for another night, and he's like, let's go back. But I had a paper due at midnight. Oh, God. So I was finishing writing the paper and hit submit, and a week later, I got an A back, and I was... That's why you do your papers at a strip club. Boom. You know what? Most men it's don't fine. know how to think with titties in their face. Some people think better. Ziggy, however. <laughs> Big brain. <laughs> Big breasts. <laughs> First of all. What strip club was it? It was fantasy. Is that here? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like literally 10 minutes up the road. Sure, okay. Shout out to fantasies. <laughs> it's in my phone as study hall. Ah. <laughs> I, bet I you love this. that. <laughs> I bet you there's a lot of niggas that got to see uh, Hey, I mean, all right, so hall. like, you know, you, you know how I'm running for public office, right? And I'm doing this strictly out of content. And uh, if, if they have any problem with what I say, then whatever. Um, I have the, uh, the like, um, the hub for the Anne Arundel Democratic Central. The hub? Yeah, so I have it in my... The, the hub I have or that. the hub? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have Porn that as, <laughs> I have that in my phone as the uh, demonic party headquarters. Nigga, you have Pornhub in your phone as demonic party headquarters? No, I have the Democratic Central <laughs> Committee party house thing in Annapolis ah. as, the as the demonic party headquarters. Uh-huh. 
Okay. So, shout out to Wanda. By the way, I'd vote for Dan Glennon, and you can too. <laughs> you know what else you could do, but probably shouldn't? Study at a strip club? <laughs> Airdrop Look, there is a rare breed of people out there. Name one genius who ain't crazy. To quote modern American philosopher Kanye West. <clears throat> That's true. You know something Kanye wouldn't do but is also crazy? Airdrop a dick pic to everybody on a flight that you were aboard. Wow. A man on Southwest flights reportedly airdropped a sexually explicit photo to all the passengers, um... A couple of Saturdays ago. <laughs> I have one question. Was airplane mode on? <laughs> Did he join the Mile High Club? Uh, <laughs> can you were anyone on the plane impressed? <laughs> no, they were not. <laughs> this was one of those, sir, you need to leave moments. <laughs> Yo, um, can you airdrop? Can you just imagine mode? like one of the like like he leaves and then just the woman like in the back is just like I, mean, I have to go to the bathroom. You get Wi-Fi, so sure. So which okay. makes me wonder, was airplane mode on? That's why. I, so you can airdrop in uh, airplane mode. I don't know. No idea. You want to test it out? Um. <laughs> All right, time to go to BWI. A man named Larry uh, decided to airdrop photo a uh, dick pic to everybody. Ew. Yeah, leisure suit, Larry, Larry. That's what Larry looks like. Um, when asked why he did it, he uh, said he thought it would be funny. Uh, <laughs> there are children on the plane who presumably have iPods because you know kids as like young as nine have like, iPods as, as like iPod ooh iPhones. <laughs> I remember when I was iPads. a kid as died with an... Alright, no, that's... No, we did not have that. Well, I mean, I'm also 230 years old, so... Shut the fuck up. So, listen, all I'm saying is, I don't know what kind of sauce you gotta be drinking on that would make you think airdropping your dick. Listen, that's what happens when you live on the internet too much, right? Like, this man was clearly on... Was like... he a white guy? Yes, Yes, he's a white look guy. at him! All right, yeah, definitely. A so white this guy. man, is I, I, mean, I didn't even need to see the picture. I was like, this is some white guy shit. He's clearly on like Fet Life, right? And he's out here like living his his best life until he got to the plane and was a little thirsty. And he probably saw, you know, some who knows what like maybe they was on their way to Cancun or some shit. And he saw some young things on the plane and saw they had iPhones and was like, ooh, no. I could join the mile high. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. What would you do? Do you have an iPhone? Yes. What would you do if you was on a plane and got an airdrop and it was a it was a random? I, I, how often do you, as a member of the LGBTQ community, get dick pics? Unsolicited. Not a lot. No. What would you do if you was on a fucking plane and got an unsolicited dick pic on? <laughs> I mean, I would feel offended and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Because. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Like, if I was. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone, but if I was on the fucking plane and uh, all of a sudden my phone was like, uh, alert, and I opened this shit up. And I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't open it, more likely. Like, 
I'm not that curious to be like, oh, you know, some stranger. Some random airdrops. Yeah, like I'm not, That's where I'm they not about it. They would have got me. I would have been like, I, I don't open, I don't click the links. I don't open right, things that I don't know. But I open the message. I will say I open I, the I mean, message. yeah, like if I have a, I would open it just purely to get the notification to go away. You don't mark all as red? No, that, I have to hit multiple buttons for that. Do you? Just opening the message is one button. Marking all is red is two. What the fuck? So that's <laughs> twice um, as much effort. <laughs> my okay. So my follow-up question. And my phone is at the best, so it lags. My follow-up. And that takes a couple this. of seconds each my, time. My follow-up question to this. To and about what is it? By this point. <laughs> what the fuck? Of us talking about it, I would have had the message marked as red. What is the thirstiest thing you've done? Cause I feel like this is a pretty thirsty thing to just airdrop your dick pic to like anybody on the plane and be like, I don't know, I'm shooting fish in a barrel here. <laughs> like thirstiest or most like Kobe going for three moment. Like, I'm shooting my shot, I'm game winning. Like, Alright, I have two of I have one for each. What do you mean one for each? Because the thirstiest, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm just kidding. My thirstiest moment, I don't remember. I've just been told about. What was it? It was a girl who was a little bit bigger than my size. Okay, and? I mean, it's... So it, you, your thirstiest moment was you hitting on a BBW and you were ashamed of it? Like, no, it's just like, I don't normally go for, like, bigger women. I just... I just don't like. Okay. That's, so that's it. And like that would be say, like my thirstiest moment because it's normally not out of my range. Bigger? Do you mean big boned or was she like rotund? She was rather large, but I also don't like. I said I don't like. I was like I said. That's a touchy subject. I know. <laughs> like I like I right, said like, I don't remember it. I was just told about it. Okay. What did your friend say? I mean, this was like 2011, so I don't know. They were clouding me because they were like, "You're drunk," and she was big. Oh, ha 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 ha! Oh. My Kobe going for three moment. Oh man, I'll remember this one the be the rest of my life. Rest mm -hmm. of my life. So there was this absolute dime piece of a girl outside at, at community college, right? Okay. And there were my friend Jamal and Pat were talking to her, and I came back. Like I walked back in the game room. And I saw her out the window, and I had like a plate of chicken, chicken tenders. I'm Were sorry. Were you writing your paper? I had a plate of uncut boneless wings <laughs> and fries. I looked out the window, and I just started shoving all of this food in my mouth as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. And this other like really super obnoxious girl that literally everybody in the room hated came up and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm eating as fast as I can. And I'm, she's like, why? And I'm like, because I want to finish before she leaves. I go so... outside, I beeline right to her. I point at her, I look at her and I say, our children will be Batman. Oh my God. And it worked. <laughs> what she say? She was like taken aback. And then like the Pat and Jamal were like, Blah, blah, blah. And then I was able to just play off of them, and then it almost turned into like a dating game of like who you're gonna take, contestant one, two, or three, and I blew him out of the water. Wow. We ended up dating for like four or five months. There you go. She was not the 
the BBW though. No. Recently, Sports Illustrated released a uh, another one of their classic swimsuit issues. Are you familiar with Sports Illustrated swimsuit? No, I've never seen them before in my life. Never. <laughs> huh? No, not a Sears catalog nope. kind of guy. Uh huh. <laughs> never seen one before in my life. By so, the way, go Celtics. On the cover of this issue, uh, this year's issue of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, Swimsuit Edition, excuse me, was plus-size model Yumi Nu. The, the thirstiest mode I was talking about, I did not find as attractive as I find Yumi Nu? Yeah. She's really pretty. She yeah, is no, she's gorgeous. Really pretty. Um, a, lot of, a lot of that stems from the fact that, like, I'm tall and super skinny, so, like... It, it, it's like it hit me up thing. So literally, Jordan Peterson. So, <laughs> so hold on, wait. Okay, we talked about that before, though. Now I'm like tangent time. Are you afraid that a bigger girl could manhandle you? No, it's just I. It's I guess just like I. No. Do you not want to come off as a sub? Because I feel like this is where this conversation is going. <laughs> this can. <laughs> it's just always been like it's like. Have you, I, never, I, have you never? How tall are you? I'm six foot five, but I'm also only like 158 pounds. You could totally be a twink. Wow! Yeah. Oh my god, a bear would have his way with you. With the... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. I am big. Right? So here's the Could thing. Did you see him getting manhandled yes! on the mountain? Yes! 100%! <laughs> Absolutely! Can I cheers to that? Because yes. that was. We can cheers. That was great. I have been hit on by many a gay man. Mm-hmm. I have gotten very good at the thank you, I'm flattered, but no thank you. I will take the free drink. I mean, yeah. It's not something I'm ashamed to admit. Thank you, no thank you, I will take the free drink. Ten minutes of conversation, saving me fifteen dollars, I'm good with you've that. Been bought in a, I've never been bought in a drink. <laughs> really? No. I'm really pretty. <laughs> Alright, Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> when you go out, like what do you wear? Mm. Uh depends. I mean like sometimes I will just like go out wearing this. But I mean like I have But when you've gotten hit on, what were you wearing? Mm. Actually, sometimes that's wearing that's shit like this. Like a skater boy look? He looks like a skater boy. He's very, like, punk rock. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What do the men look like that hit on you? A, a variety. Also, older black women love me. <laughs> I can I, I, maybe I, see that. I don't know. I cannot. When I worked at the casino, <laughs> all the older black women would hit on me all the time. Were you a dealer? No, I was a marketing representative. So, I, like, when you, <laughs> were you a like, when you would go out like to the like concert venue and stuff uh-huh. like I'd be up in front of the concert venue or if you're doing like a promotion like oh, I, I was the in-house MC so I was also the guy on stage right, the microphone right, right. announcing everybody oh. oh that's where the connect is yeah. I was <laughs> I, mean, like, I came full circle was, right now I was literally one of the most visible people in the casino so you were like damn being 6'5 yeah <laughs> I can see that. Okay. Anyway. Is he too tall to be a twig? I'm stronger than I look. No. I no. mean, I don't think so. No means no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get the right one, you'll say okay. Jordan Peterson. It was intimidating. Said on Twitter when the New York Post posted a status about swimsuit model Yumi Nu. 
sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to make me change that. Right, Sports Illustrated, which Jordan Peterson alluded to, was supposed to be an athletic magazine posting plus-size models he felt like was a tag. I have a hypocrite. question. What's his ex-wife look like? Because he's not staying married, talking like that. Not only that, but is that his first cover that he's ever seen of a plus-size model? Well, so for, because this is not their Sports fir- Illustrated, that actually is... Their first? More yeah. or less? More or less, yeah. Like, their first, like, really, no, like... No, it's not. They had Ashley Graham on. Right, and but Ashley, she wasn't considered plus size. No, Ashley Graham was totally considered plus size. The fuck is you talking about, my nigga? She was like one of the first BBW models. That like, okay, do we want to look this up? Well, yeah, clearly, because it wouldn't have made news if it. Well, it made news probably because of obviously his comments. No, it made it made news beforehand. I heard about it, but it wasn't because of his comment. It was just because like celebratory. Look at what Sports Illustrated is doing. There's Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham she was one of the first. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> this is a technicality thing. She wasn't technically a plus size model that's at the bullshit. time. That's bullshit. I don't agree. Personally, I feel like looking at Yumi Nu. I feel like it is absurd to say that she is not beautiful. Right. She's gorgeous. Um, exactly. She's gorgeous. Absolutely. Bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. And Jordan Peterson, who literally just got off of like critical like care because of his fucking all meat diet. He looks is... like a piece of shit. <laughs> Jordan Peterson is weird, right? Because his clinical psychology is not bad. Right, but he is a person who consistently backs bad opinions. If that makes sense. Right? Like he's not a dumb person. No. But he backs dumb things. He asks his staff sometimes to like lock whatever his Uh whatever his computer is, phone, so or change his password so he personally cannot post. And when he posted that comment on Twitter, he just so happened to have access to his Twitter account. He does not let go of anything. That sounds like a poor decision. Well, he is a poor decision. (laughs) That and his comments about Elliot Page, right? Like, first of all, he, uh, what they call dead named Elliot Page, which is when you use a trans person's previous identity. And he called... Ellen. Them. Ellen Page, right? Uh, as well as said that their surgeon was a criminal surgeon, and I don't quite understand. Like, I tried to look that up, and I couldn't quite... From what I know, the criminal surgeon is the ones that perform the uh, surgeries that just, like, outright change your facial structure to where <clears throat> facial recognition can no longer recognize you. Mm. Oh, um, that makes sense. And he, you know, made some smarmy comment about how, remember when Pride was a sin during Pride Month, right? And how uh, Ellie came out just recently as trans, while all while being the star of one of Netflix's other, you know, top running series. I love that show. Uh, Umbrella also, Academy. Yeah. See, this, this is what makes me, one of the things, like, really like simple question. You remember how I asked Lil B about how are they accrediting Berserk following Kentaro Miro's death? Okay, what about that? How are Elliot Page's 
older movies being credited, like Juno? Um, so I know that as far as Umbrella Academy is concerned, they have retroactively, I feel like, gone back and changed Ellen Page to Elliot Page. I don't know, because I haven't watched Juno in God knows how long. This is also interesting, considering Elliot Page is somebody who's been in the public spotlight before and after their transition. So these are questions that get brought up. Like, even if they are just, like, in the case of how do they do the byline, semantics. Well, he he also hasn't been in anything now recently, right? No, not since Umbrella Academy, right? But I do feel like... His, is it, it, his transitions, their transitions, are featured in the newest season of Umbrella Academy. Jordan Peterson has not been featured in anything other than Twitter <laughs> and is now banned for just being a shit person, right? Because it's like, I was just recently having this discussion with a co-worker, right, um, at my 9 to 5. The way I put it to them was like, does it really make a difference to your lifestyle to refer to somebody by the pronouns that they choose to be referred to, right? And they always pull like some dumbass meme out of their pocket. And like, even I was like, I saw one the other day that was like, my pronouns are pay and me. And I was like, ha, that's clever. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, we can find memes that we don't agree with that are still funny and clever. But like, this is a weird island to try and float on, right? To sit there and be like, Yumi Yu is not pretty because she's a bit heavier than what I'm used to and she's not the kind of athlete that I'm experienced to uh, seeing and I'm going to continue dead naming fucking Elliot Page because I don't know, it's controversial and I need views. Like, it's it's wild to me that conservatives and somebody with a brilliant mind like Jordan Peterson, because once again, I am not disagreeing that Jordan Peterson is like a smart person, right? And it's wild to me that these are the kinds of pills that these smart people choose to fucking die on, right? Like, why? Why? Other than to continue to draw people in to make them, like, wonder why you would challenge such an idea. Kind of sounds like a bad decision, right? Kind of. How many bad decisions start from Jack and Coke? (sighs) One too many. I don't... I wouldn't even say that Jordan Peterson is drink, although he was on that all meat diet, so I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> consider Jack. Well, if you have things. a friend that pours a little too heavy or pours a little too light, Jack and Coke have you what covered you with a little bit of American consumerism consistency. Oh. You know, the same way you can walk into a McDonald's in China or Russia or Saudi Arabia or El Salvador and get a Big Mac. You can now walk into any of those liquor stores that have them legally allowed, sorry, Saudi Arabia, and buy a pre-mixed Jack and Coke. Hmm. And probably still be disappointed that it's not strong enough. What's your typical go-to drink, Casey? Uh, I like tequila. I like tequila with training wheels, I'm not gonna lie. I need the salt and lime. 
Yeah. I mean, At more least recently, I've been taking it with a pineapple back. Ooh. Just to have it, but, you know. Straight pineapple juice? Yeah, but, like, you know. Just okay. a quick sip. Just, just a quick sip. What's your favorite brand of tequila? Uh, I like a good Don Julio. Um, okay. At least you didn't say Patron, right? Like, ew. No, that's a. That's just straight alcohol out of a bottle. It's Cabo Cabo Wabo. Yeah, you know, A got me on that, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel you. Listen, listen. The tequila is still. The, it's the smoothest tequila that I have tasted. It's good. And I've tried I'm not complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it. So, as far as. Jack Daniels goes though. You a fan? I hate Jack Daniels. I'm not a fan anymore. I hate Jack Daniels. Jack Fire. I like whiskey, but not I like a Jack. Jack Fire. Not Jack Honey. Not regular Jack. Not special mix. Gentlemen's mix. All the other Jack Daniels. <laughs> Give me Jack Fire, and that's it. And the only reason I'm drinking a Jack Fire is if I'm adding it to an angry orchard to make an angry balls. Other than that, Take your trash ass sour mix and throw that shit out the door. Wow. What's your worst Jack Daniels story? Do you have a worst Jack Daniels story? I, I do when I uh, drink it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. So would you go for a pre-mixed Jack and Coke? Probably not. No. 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 I don't really like pre-mixed anything. Can you imagine going to a bar and asking for a Jack and Coke and they show up with a fucking can they pop in front of you? <laughs> Absolutely not. I would be insulted. I would totally Absolutely be not. I'd be like, how fucking lazy are you? How lazy is your boss? No tip. That they don't <laughs> How lazy is your boss? You did not make like... that drink no. by hand. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, like that's that's seriously the thing I consider at like a bar. I'm like, if I get like a beer, like mm -hmm. say it's like a five dollar beer. Actually, you know what? What's your go-to beer if you drink beer? Mm. Well, I mean, obviously you just mentioned it, so. All right, so my 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 first go-to is just, and I told Doc about this. It's Budweiser, because you are white. No, 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 no. here's why. So Budweiser, uh -huh. no matter. Because you just said, what is your go-to beer, right? You never gave me a situation. No, uh -uh. that's true. Budweiser is a six, no matter the situation. Cookout. Here we go. Bar. Okay. Funeral. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, what would you give Budweiser? It's a six. Bud heavy. No. It's, it's a no. six. What do you mean by heavy? Like the red. Red, red label Budweiser. Oh, you know what? I'll take it in a can over a bottle. What do you give the can? I would give a, one to ten. I would give a can like, like a, I'd probably give it like a 5.5 on a mm, good day. Okay, so we could round that up to a six. Yeah, <laughs> but so. it's only rare because it's like, bar, like not a barbecue. I would definitely not drink it at a barbecue. Mm. But like camping because. Ah, I agree with you. You know, like you're camping. But heavy on a camp? Heavy, heavy on a camp, I would give it like a, I would give it a solid six. So like and here's, can, here's it tastes the thing. different with yeah. a campfire. You know? If you gave me yeah, situations, no, I, I could give you more specific beers. Like if we're going to like a slightly fancier bar, give me a nice Hogarden. Hogarden? Yes. Ho Hogarden? Hogarden. That's it. All right. Fine. <laughs> 
Alright, this podcast has got everybody. <laughs> Take me to the whole card. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, yo. Wait, I would drink a whole garden in a whole garden. Uh, son. What is. Okay, Casey. What wait, is wait, your can you say that again? I will drink a whole garden. No, no, no. Hogarden? Hogarden. Damn it! <laughs> I will drink a Hogerdin in a Hogarden. <laughs> okay, There's okay. a TikTok we have. This does not have to make it into the pod. There's a TikTok we have where we were talking about fashion labels, mm-hmm. and he thought Tommy Hilfiger was Tommy Hilfinger. No, we're going to pause. She's going to watch that. Look, look, that is not the first time that I have pronunciated things wrong on this podcast. Like I said, everybody for my entire life, for 29 years, let me hang on the hook saying Tommy Hill finger. So speaking of being hung on the hook, DoorDash was recently hung on the hook with some leftover purchase fees after a glitch was discovered that allowed customers to make delivery purchases without actually being charged on their um, accounts. Thursday, as of Thursday last week, a glitch was discovered that allowed some customers to order all kinds of wild shit. People were reported making orders for deliveries of liquor that rounded up to like $1,600 Nineteen hundred dollars in some cases. Oh People God. were like, "Yeah, Casamigos, Don Julio, all kinds of wild shit." I saw people were ordering like Plan B and shit through DoorDash. And ultimately, at the end of all of this, I was kind of mad because one, I missed out. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't a part of it. Two, come on, Marilyn, what the fuck? Why can't I get liquor through DoorDash, yo? Like. I'm so mad about that shit. What's son. like? Was it nationwide? Yeah, no, it was a nationwide glitch that DoorDash. DoorDash, is, DoorDash has messed up a lot recently. As a DoorDasher, I can tell you that their server has went down at least twice in the past two months, to where dashers couldn't take or finalize deliveries. I've dealt with that. To which the customers get pissed off because they can't place orders or orders that were already placed, and then they kind of get mad at the driver thinking that it's the driver's fault. It's not. Trust me, all we want to do is get you your food as fast as possible so we can take another delivery. So, I have a question. Yeah. What's, because as a also for, yeah. former DoorDasher, what's the weirdest mm. pickup order that you've had? Anything where like the delivery fee is like astronomically, like the tip and delivery fee is like astronomically higher than what I'm getting for them. Like I had one earlier that was like a $9 delivery for two for two McDoubles. Right. Like right around the corner. I'm just I'm like and you have, Dude, you can walk there. Yeah, like, you have to remember like you have to remember as like a like a, either a delivery fee or like you don't see those as like the yeah, like the final delivery fee. Right. You don't see it as like the customer. You only see yeah. it as the driver and vice versa. So. No, they show that as as someone who orders from DoorDash quite frequently. Like, look, I see delivery fees, and they factor into where I order from quite a bit. Right. <laughs> like, Honestly, like 
They Do you have should, the dash pass? It, it goes. No, it what don't. it does is I'm it not tries that, to I'm find not that indoctrinated. It tries <laughs> to find the driver that's closest to the location of the store. And whoever's gonna actually pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oddly enough, I've never gotten him as uh, like as a driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I think like well, for starters, how often do you order DoorDash? I I for a while, especially during COVID, dog, it was like once a day. Like, oh yeah. Well, during COVID, I wasn't actually like doing DoorDash. During COVID, yeah. like, uh, the other thing is, is sure like since it's thing. proximity based on location to the store, I get the McDonald's down the street for like forty percent of my orders. Right, right. That McDonald's is trash, by the way. They <laughs> yeah, that McDonald's. The, sucks. the staff starts to know who. You, who oh the yeah, no, are. like I'm, they know your name, so I'm like I smoked a blunt with one of the guys at McDonald's while he was on break. Like we're homies. Dropping the ball. Um, <laughs> the official statement was that on the evening of July 7th, DoorDash experienced a payment processing issue. And as a result, some users were able to check out without an authorized form of payment for a short period of time. And when I say a short period of time, I mean like a day. They what? cut that shit. They that is you. not a short period of time. I mean... Do you think that they're going to go back and be like, yeah, you have to pay for that? Um, so... Users were encouraging each other to get prepaid Visa cards to make their DoorDash payments with just in case DoorDash goes back. That's and, fun. They, I was about to say, if they go retroactively charge the customers, then they should retroactively give us fucking money for all the time we fucking missed yeah. delivery. Will they? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. People were ordering, like I said, anything and everything from Casamigos to Plan B, which I feel like go hand in hand. Although, I'm definitely picked up. Although I do not recommend that you take Casamigos and Plan B hand in hand. I've definitely like gone to a CVS for a DoorDash delivery to buy like everything in the house for a cold. It was like Vicks Vaporub, NyQuil, like literally everything you needed for a fucking cold. How did you feel about making that delivery? They did. I had this one customer. Like, look, if you give me a stapled shut bag, it could be heroin. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> you had this one delivery for a customer? Yeah, so I, I had gotten them multiple times, but their notes in their delivery was, if you make the delivery quietly up the stairs, because it was an apartment building, mm -hmm. I will tip you extra. And that extra? was like 30 to $50. Shut what? the fuck up. Shit you not. They must have had a sleeping baby, yo, because I feel like... Right, <laughs> right. And I mean, it, granted, it was in the middle of the day and all that type of stuff, yeah. but like, it was always like, That's I will great. give you extra... And like, in the notes. and Or they would, you know, text you. All day, every day, anytime. <laughs> I was... I mean, I'll just be sitting at home and I'm like, $2, two mile delivery, $6? All right, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, like, my golden rule when doing it is, like, it has to be at least a dollar a mile, and it right. has to be more than a gallon of gas. Absolutely. So it's got to be worth it, right? Right. Yeah, so, like... What was it? Like, the the peak times or, like, whatever? Oh, I'll take almost any delivery during those. Were you ever delivering when the weather was really shitty? 
Whether if it was I snow think, or I rain. I think Mother's Day was like a plus $7 delivery premium. Oh, definitely. I was out there as long as I could on fucking Mother's Day. I agree. Would you say you're picky about your vetting process when it comes to deliveries for DoorDash? Absolutely. Picky as in three levels they must clear? Yes. Yeah. So you have a system that you would say that you use to kind of pick and choose the deliveries that you use to profit? Absolutely. With? If you're trying to set up a, a transition here, no, I don't. I'd rather watch it all burn. So Beyonce <laughs> has a new vetting system that she's using to collaborate with producers, writers, and artists of the sort for her new album. It's kind of been a new subject as of lately, right? Because it is what she calls an abuser vetting system. Under this system, people are checked to make sure they don't have any like sexual or physical abuse allegations under their background, considering that after Beyonce's producer Noel uh, and former collaborator Noel Fisher was found rape charges, uh, the guy who wrote Drunk in Love, she has taken a little bit more stricter approach to who she works with for this next album coming up. But some people are a little concerned that and feel like it's not quite hitting the mark when she has continued to collaborate and work with artists such as The Dream, who was previously charged with physical abuse allegations concerning his pregnant fiance. Moving forward here, do you feel like this is something that we will see more of, especially from female artists, a kind of vetting system to make sure that they are not put in a light that would question their, their morality? All it takes is a Google search on the, on the sex offender website? Um, sure. That's not hard to do. So, you don't feel like this is overreaching or anything of that, like... Dude, if you're a rapist, fuck you. Casey, how do you feel about this? Right? Do you feel like an abuser vetting system is necessary when collaborating on something like an artistic project? I think uh, for, for sure. Especially a heavily female-oriented right. artistic project? Why would you want to be associated Why would as... Someone as big as Beyonce, or right. any other a feminist icon as big right. as Beyonce, or any artist altogether. Why would you want to be associated, knowingly associated, with someone like that? So I for sure wouldn't want to be. I'm I, I'd you. rather. I'm, I'm with you right there. I'd rather take the L. I don't disagree with you, right? It's just fuck the club. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, uh... Fuck the club. <laughs> like, let's just make something new. You still have people nowadays, right? Like, uh, Taylor Swift is... Uh, Unapologetically a white supremacist symbol. Do you really... Okay, do you feel like Taylor Swift? <laughs> Taylor Swift... Consciously is... and unapologetically a white supremacist symbol? How do you feel about Taylor Swift? I mean... She's hesitating. <laughs> I mean, I like T-Swift... Do you? But do you believe that she is consciously and unapologetically a white supremacist no. symbol? 
maybe. Do you want to explain why? Do you want to explain to Casey why? Why you think? Well, I mean, I just don't. Well, follow besides it. the I just don't follow copious it. amount of cultural appropriation and the fact that she has been photographed next to a dude with a swastika made of blood on his okay, chest. Okay, just because I just don't follow it, that's probably why. Like, also I don't the follow, fact that in multiple don't of follow her, her videos, she has made demonic symbolic references. So has so many other artists. Yeah, I know, but there's like a copious amount, and I listen to death metal. Well, that's the issue. You really think that Taylor Swift's like, demonic imagery is more copious than some of the death metal bands that you listen to? <laughs> Let the record show that my answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, a lot of artists also, especially now with like all the abuse going on. Also, I've met some death metal band members. Mm -hmm. They're nice people. I'm sure they're they are. nice people. Do you think uh, Taylor Swift is a nice person? I'm sure she could be a bitch. Let the record show that I say no. So Taylor Swift is starring in a movie called Amsterdam, directed by a man named David O. Russell, who is has, due for a headache in production. Allegedly, sexually assaulted his trans niece, and in the wakes of that, people are calling out the hypocrisy of, you know, high-profile female celebrities who speak out against sexual abuse allegations and things like that. Continuing to work with high-profile sexual abusers, right? In, in the same instance, Beyonce, who has notably to media notoriety, instituted this policy of vetting some of the people that she works with to make so, sure so who's, who? that they are not people who have sexual abuse allegations working with people like David O. Russell and The Dream who both have abuse allegations do you I was just about to ask that feel like this is celebrities virtue signaling yeah absolutely like you don't think there's a, there's a lot that obviously being on the outside we don't know Right. And, but more and more and more as time goes by, there are things that come up that are being signaled in a way. Yeah. Both you and I enjoy the new Chris Brown album, right? Breezy. Okay. Uh, but... He definitely beat the fuck out of Rihanna. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do we say it any other way? We've all seen the fucking picture. He beat the um, yeah. shit out of her. Yeah. As you saw in the article that I had up about the whole Beyonce like betting system, right? Like they turned down working with certain artists and producers over them not like being qualified enough to pass her betting system. This is something now that's becoming more apparent. Like let's say that this wasn't a thing for her, for Beyonce to do right. it, and she just continued on with doing what she's doing. Right working with who she wanted Whoever to Whoever she regardless. wanted to. But then people on the outside or still even on the inside, they know who that person is that is an abuser. Do they hold that against Beyonce? Right. 
do you hold it against the consumer, right? Like, so R. Kelly was recently, like, sent I was just well, about to say. That's a hold on, hold on, R. Kelly's hold on, a different story. hold on, hold on, <laughs> yes. hold on. Absolutely, hold on. I agree. What? Uh, the trial of R. Kelly episode of the Boondocks. How much of it is it Beyonce just being like, why do you have the dream? Because he's good. I mean, when you listen to the single that they worked on together, Break My Soul, which I would love to play for you all because it was great. And um, as far as like, so it's a house song, right? And as far as like house songs go, this shit is fire. I feel like it's everything Drake wanted to do with his last album. And he could never. The newest? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and Drake could never. <laughs> Break My Soul is great. I can definitely hear the Dream's influence on it. But as far as, like, art, from controversial artists, how do you, how would you, Casey, say you handle that versus how you handle the person as an entity themselves? Right, like how that's you... a, that's a separation between personal and business. So you feel like it is possible to separate an artist from their artwork? Yeah, as a business owner, absolutely. Okay, so this that's... is a different context, but yeah. if you're gonna like... if you're gonna go down that road, then that's a detachment of business versus personal. So this opinion. is something that we've talked about on the podcast actually quite a few times, okay. and I think. The main example we use, I think, is Bill Cosby, right? Was it Bill? Because I think it's R. Kelly, too. Like, how do you separate I Believe I Can Fly from AJ Nothing But a Number? I can't separate. (laughs) All right, let me put it to you this way. I can never separate I Believe I Can Fly from Space Jam. So even the song AJ Nothing But a Number, right? Like, the context of that song, given... The full context of now, who R. Kelly is as a person. Fuck all that. Is <laughs> it's risky, right? So, but you feel different about that song than you do Ignition, or you remind me of my Jeep, or what song was that? R. Kelly. That's dog. That's like prime R. Kelly. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, I like, didn't listen to it. Th- no, I didn't listen to like, that one. No, I know Ambition, like, but I don't know that one. No, dog, you were my... Oh, God. Okay, so, like, that's, like, peak 90s R&B R. Kelly. Right. right? Like, that's, like, SW... That's, like, SWV time. Like, that's, like, that... Right. Like, when you think R&B, mm-hmm. that's the time. Right? Yeah, like, I agree. That was before he did I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah. Right? Like, it was songs like You Remind Me of My Jeep that made R. Kelly... So, like, the early 90s? Yeah. It was songs like You Remind Me of My Jeep that made R. Kelly a meme that made him, like, popular in the uh, R&B sphere. Right. Right? You Remind Me of My Jeep is not a bad song, right? Like, it's it's a dumbass fucking concept, but so is She's My Cherry Pie. Right? <laughs> I am not here to support 1980s rock music. No. <laughs> Except for The Cure. And New Order. And Joy Division. So. And The Misfits. The conclusion that we came Probably to. Probably shouldn't be The Misfits, but I love that band. The conclusion that we came to when it comes to dealing with controversial artists and their work is saying that you are the fan of 
the work of a person. So right? say Kevin Hart is getting interviewed and they're like, oh, who are some of your major influences? And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of like David Letterman and Richard Pryor and the work of Bill Cosby. Instead of somebody being like him saying, oh, I'm a fan of Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby and the person going, oh, you're a fan of Bill Cosby? What well, about what about all of this like sexual allegations and stuff? And he's such just like, no, I I grew up on his stand up. Right. Like right. so you Not say Bill Cosby as a person, but his stand up. It's like you said, separating the art from the person. And we think that that yeah, little about, okay. statement can can change the whole perception of the I conversation. I agree, it can, but it's also again how you perceive whatever work is being done. Right. So, right. it because to an extent, I feel what Casey is saying, right? Because it's like to an extent, that person's personality influences their work. Like Kevin Spacey and how he's able to play a psychopath. So Look, well. overall, all of these artists that get into a controversial situation with somebody like that, right. they know what they're getting themselves into, regardless, Absolutely. positive or negative. Absolutely. So, regardless if you're separating your business from your business from your personal then overall, it is what it is. And, and if, you know if, what? If they're, if they're willing to go down that road, that negative road, then they signed up for it because they knew who they were getting in bed with. So well, speaking of getting in bed with something crazy, Johnny Depp has got his first movie role since the Amber Heard trial. Oh, goodness. I do not have this article up, so... Um... But let's just... It, it just he got his first role. He's on the comeback. <laughs> Clearly, everybody has just been like, all right, cool, Johnny. So fine. it seems like he was working on this movie or started working on this movie towards the end of the trial, right? Um, and like I said, I don't have the article up, so I can't tell you what the movie is or what it's about. Um, I feel like, it's, if I remember correctly, it's a mystery or a thriller of some sort. It's a Johnny Depp movie. It's a movie about Johnny Depp pretending to be something. I'm frustrated because I have to go pee. But I, Can You're we also pause? frustrated yeah. because you know I'm right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to go pee. No, because... couple months passed then things started to get kind of sketchy because my business started to tumble mm -hmm. and truck? No, 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 no 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 my my airbnbs oh that's right you did yeah tell me about this is that. not even like i told you yo casey got her fucking hands in everything dog she's like vince i can't wait till you meet my man vince son y'all get along yeah? so well let's meet let's vince, <laughs> v, v is the one that just looked at doc and was like how do we make money off yo, I told Dude, you, yo look this is the thing so like <clears throat> i feel like this you is are now like the second or third person to just tell me just be like why are we not making money off of you as a person Right. <laughs> like, okay, so check it out. So like, so in business in general for myself, I feel like I didn't realize the, I didn't realize like my capabilities and like, not just like not reading people, but like 
reading a situation. Leave the fly alone. It'll be like Mike Pence in the debate. <laughs> <laughs> reading a situation, being like, well, like, yeah, like, why don't we make money off of it? Mm -hmm. Off of it, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's the start of, like, that, that's the kickstart of a lot of things when it comes yeah. to. So many people have potential, yeah. but it's like they don't realize their potential. I didn't know my yeah. potential until, like, I was left in, like, bare cold yeah. with my ex. Yeah, rock bottom to your own, like, to oh, we your own devices, right? We... You, your, your hand gestures are great timing them to shoot the fly away. <laughs> if you don't think that's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. I'm trying to make it, yeah, I'm trying to make it look good for the camera, baby. And I'm here to let everybody know on the audio how this is going. There yes. Is, there is a fly in the room, and he is particularly. It cannot talk. I am assuming the fly is gender. I'm um, assuming <laughs> that the fly is actually like a nanobot from Bob Woodward, and the other one is Ted the Fed. Um. Well, I was. I don't know if you. So, so I actually got Doc and I uh, custom shirts. You know the old like World War II propaganda picture where it's like he's watching you. Uh -huh. Yeah. So yeah. we. I, I made a custom shirt with that picture, but instead of he's watching you, it says, hi, Ted. Interesting. Because like, anytime we say some wild shit. Because you know the meme that was going around where everybody was like, oh, you got your own personal FBI agent, like, following your streams and listening to mm -hmm. you. Ours is named Ted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ted the Fed. We've named him Ted. His name is probably like. Their name. Their name. Oh, Yes. We don't know. We don't know the gender of Ted. Assuming gender. <laughs> okay. Their name is probably. You have to pick like the most ethnic name possible. I was Val. going to say gender neutral name. Jamie. Ew. Wow. Ew. Said that, that <laughs> happened. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Did I get a 95 on your chicken paper? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Yo, yo both said Jamie, though. You want to know why I said Jamie? Do you want to know why I said Jamie? That's crazy. Because in Malcolm in the Middle, Jamie. in Malcolm in the Middle, when they were pregnant with the fifth kid, right? And it was like a huge season-ending thing where they're like, what are you going to name the kid? Because we all didn't know the gender, and they said Jamie, and then we all yeah. collectively wanted to flip the can we actually table. Can we actually look up the percentage of the name Jamie for a, a general neutral name? Because that's... Okay, hold on. I'm going to look Go. up both <laughs> gender neutral names. What gender neutral name were you thinking of? I was trying to come up with one because you remember how last episode I was like, if you're white, there's like a 70% chance that your name is John or Ashley. I, you know what? I feel like it would be Ashley or Andy for you. Mm. No. Ashley is definitely like the... the the default white girl name, yeah. I would think of. Right, but like um, so Andy the, also is like a So like there was general. my my ex that I mentioned earlier that I told uh, I would, our children would Kobe? be Batman. Uh -huh. <laughs> she was, she was Puerto Rican and uh, she had a very low tolerance. You, you hold on. So hold on. <laughs> I just had to process that. You told a Puerto Rican girl that your children would most likely be Batman. Yes, multiple children will be singular Batman, which also implies that we're going to die. And she didn't hit you over the head with a bottle of Patron? No, don't say that. That is racist. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> anyway, no. So uh, she was a lightweight. We gave her the nickname it's Ashley Two Shots because she got white girl wasted. No. Typical. Was her name Ashley? No. Oh, I thought you. And I'm not so, gonna put her name out there. Logan according Avery to, Carter. According to Google, the most gender neutral name is Logan. I believe that. I know. I know of a male and a female. I mean, my nephew is named Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually named after Wolverine. <laughs> That's funny. No, like literally named after Wolverine. So the top three names are Logan, Avery, and Carter, as Casey said. And Avery, um, I can also Avery also makes sense. We both know an Avery. Yeah, um, I know a male and a female Avery. Do you? I don't. I've met a I've no. met a girl named Avery. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then, um, like I said, like you used to work with my old roommate who's named Avery, who is a guy. I also know both male and female Carters. I don't. No? I don't know a male, or I don't do know a know, female Carter. Do you know a male and a female Logan? No. I know, I know, no, I know, I know, male, I know a male Logan, actually. I, I know a male and a female Jamie. Hmm. I still can't get over the fact that we said the same name. Out of all the names. Right. Well, there's like right. five or six actually gender neutral names. Yeah, but I. Mm, my mom wanted to name me Mackenzie. My dad nixed that shit real quick. Mackenzie Glennon. I would be, <laughs> you would know me as before. Mac and nothing but. What's like, your birth name? Mac. I feel like we've done this bit before. Um, but you know what? I also remember hearing a statistic that you should assume 80% of all of your podcast listeners started listening in the past six months. And I don't know if we've done this bit in the last six months. No, so maybe it's we definitely can do it again. been in the last six months. Um, also, I once again will state that Mackenzie Glennon is one of the most Irish names that you could possibly fucking have. <laughs> what if I told you there wasn't an A? It was just MC. <laughs> Mick. Mick Kenzie. You wouldn't be Mac, you would just be Mick. You know what does fly? What does fly? The blue eyes white dragon. Oh my god. That's how you want to introduce this segment? Yes, I have a championship posthumously to give out. With three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Got a really big team and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. Rest in peace to the champion, Kazuki Takahashi, created Yu-Gi-Oh! And the reason I want to give my championship ring to Kazuki Takahashi is because I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was 10 years old, and I am now 230. So... Are you a Yu-Gi-Oh! fan, Casey? No. Mm. Sorry. Not but at this table. For I all mean, the, no disrespect for, to... I just want to I say, just for all of you people that enjoy I just listening to this podcast <laughs> and you think, oh, goddamn, Ziggy's really smart. Look at all those really cool, good words that he uses. You want to know how I learned them? From playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> so, thank you, Kazuki Takahashi, for creating the second greatest card game of all time, but also the greatest first episode of anything ever. 
Draw your last pathetic card so I can end this, Yugi. My grandpa's deck has no pathetic cards, Kaiba. But it does contain... Does, does, does. The Unstoppable... And thank you to the FBI for thwarting the plans of 31 white nationalist supremacists committing a terrorist act. And you know who else would have prevented that? The Pharaoh. Do you, do, you, do you think the Pharaoh is pro-LGBTQ? Yeah, because the Pharaoh's dope. I mean, if you read Egyptian mythology, they was up to some wild shit. Same right? with Greek people! <laughs> um... The Greeks was definitely gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go, what is it, Pompeii? Pompeii is. Oh like, my god! That's Roman. Pompeii oh my god! Oedipus! Is literally covered in dicks. <laughs> Pompeii was Rome, though. That was, that was, that was Roman culture. I, what are the Romans but, like, Greek 2.0? I, I would say Greek 2.0. Patriot Front, a 31 members of Patriot Front were arrested on a Saturday during Pride Month trying to storm a Pride Parade. Trying to storm a Pride Parade in Cor de Aline, uh, Ohio, I believe it was. I might be wrong about that state. In Ohio, the 31 individuals came from like 11 different states. And, like I said, they were all... But did they all work in that one state? They were... Like Kyle Rittenhouse? All part of Patriot Front. Parlor 2.0? No, one of those, like, uh, militia movements that we've been seeing, like, popping up across the country. The Wolverine Warriors! So, I bring this up, one because it happened during Pride Month and they tried to storm a Pride Parade, but two, because another white nationalist decided to commit an act of terrorism during a parade during January 4th. That's right, Independence Day. No, January 4th! Oh, did I say January? You <laughs> said January 4th hey. with so much conviction. Hey. No, hey. no stutter. Round two. During July 4th, Independence Day nonetheless. Nonetheless. From the aliens or the British? <laughs> um, what calendar are you working on? Uh, so The Aztec one ended 10 years ago, so. Robert Cremo the third first of all as much as I hate to say this fire name Robert Cremo <laughs> the third Cremo you know what else is a fire name the flood with Doc and Ziggy posted up on a rooftop during a January 4th featuring the dirty walk <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I love confident women. Horrible time to be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Why so serious? Uh, How that broccoli loves to hit ya. Because it was a national act of terrorism. <laughs> oh, well, sorry about it. No, I, honestly, yeah, no, it's, um, it's sad. Uh, I just 
So this whole thing, right? Is you said seventy people were seventy killed. people. That's crazy. Um, during he posted up. So like I said, this whole thing is crazy. That's the highest number that I've heard about a mass shooting. Um, I don't think that's higher though than recently. No, like I don't think I've ever heard about a mass shooting in America that killed seventy people. Um, what about I, Vegas? Yeah, I was gonna say Vegas, and then I think uh, the Florida. Yeah, shooting. Florida and both. One was the Pulse. Pulse nightclub, I think, was around the same. Uh, It was at least 60 people. I've visited Vegas, the Vegas Memorial. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so aside from Vegas, essentially, a lot of what these mass shooting incidents have in common is a very right leaning conservative narrative. Um, Robert Cremo III has been seen online through his Facebook profile and other social media accounts draped in Trump flags. He also had a rap persona that spouted a lot of conservative talking points, which is just confusing. Also confusing. However, surprisingly good. Machine Gun Kelly's new music? Kind of fire. Sounds like Click 182. Odd time to bring that up. Also, I had time to bring up the fact that he escaped from the shooting by donning... The shooter, not Machine Gun Kelly. The shooter, Robert Cremo III, escaped from his terrorist act by donning women's clothing and escaping into the crowd unnoticed. Wow. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that's actually pretty fucking genius. Don't give them any ideas. Like, jury pride? <laughs> That's that fuck- dude thought about that. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, it's assumed at this point that he had planned the shooting, like, weeks in advance. And he was even also able to skirt through red flag laws in the state of Illinois because he had previously been reported for alluding that he would kill himself and then also alluding that he would kill other members in his family. He also had a knife collection confiscated from him by police. So... It's a wonder that in 2019 and 2020, he was able to skirt, I think, somewhere around, like, six background checks, right, that he made it through in order to purchase the guns. And it was said that he dropped a handgun on his way out from the actual incident. All the while, this is happening on the heels of Jalen Walker, who was unnecessarily shot 60 times. A doorknob! 60?! 60 times during a traffic stop. And he was a door dasher. Just a door dasher. So I Minding his business. I, I won't say... Okay, so it's hard to say minding his business, right? When you're trying to keep a neutral perspective. Okay. And that's a hard thing as a black man to have to say. But keeping a neutral perspective... I didn't, I didn't follow up on this story, so yeah. that's why I said that. No, it's a little... No, I mean, I didn't necessarily... Because it's it's hard, right? Because this shit happens all the fucking time, right? And the reason Jalen Walker is making the news is because the body cam footage was captured, mm-hmm. one. And two, it was 60 times in one fucking body, dog. They also handcuffed his dead body. What?! Just like they did Mike Brown. And they left Mike Brown in the street for like 30 minutes. 60 times in Akron, Ohio. 22 minutes and 25 seconds. Akron? Akron. There you go. 
Akron, Look, if we're just Ohio. gonna correct each other on grammar all fucking episode, it might as well be a theme. <laughs> Literally. It'll be a good one. Uvalid. Uvaldi. Uvalid. Uh, Texas. Invalid? Uh, Uvalid. 22 minutes and 25 seconds uh, was the total minutes? time minutes? of the body cam footage. Booty? From Booty Camp, the oh July Fourth weekend Stop. tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> there, you can get him on that. A traffic stop. He was at a traffic stop. Yes, where I don't know exactly what they pulled him over for, uh-huh. but I do know that he got out and ran, from what I understand, and he was then apprehended with bullets. 60 times. The 4th of July shooter at the parade was apprehended without incident. What? White. His name is Robert Cremo III. Cremo. <laughs> Whiter than printer paper. Got it. Of course, when these kinds of things happen back to back, the narrative around them is why so heavy handed, right? When it comes to apprehending people of color versus clear white nationalist terrorist, right? Anytime I see mass shooting and it's not at a school, uh, yeah, no, because I have to clarify nowadays. I'm always like, was he taken into custody? Yeah, he's one of ours. Who's the uh, actress from Full House that was just a cause. Jody Sweeten. So Jody Sweeten was also just, known as Stephanie. Uh huh. Was just accosted at a protest in oh. Oh, yeah, 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 response yeah. to yeah. Roe v. Wade. I'm pretty sure uh-huh. Jody Sweeten. She and, got kicked to the ground. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. I'm, it, yeah. It was pretty aggressive, right? Yeah. The way they handled straight women. Up- protesting sorry not to no. interrupt a woman and you know what step <laughs> on me did she stood up and kept protesting so the way they handled women protesting the right to govern their own bodies was a lot more hands-on than how some of these white nationalist terrorists have been handled well do we count shooting them as hands-on that's a rather hands-off approach robert cremo the third was apprehended and is facing trial whereas a black man but I mean like the like was you're, you're, you're pulling a, a, a during, gun and like you're not like jamming a bullet in somebody so is it really hands on it's kind of cowardly actually have you ever seen the movie incident. The Professional where he was like training his like adopted Beyond daughter professional? and he was no it was the dude the the French actor the professional it's a great movie from the 90s Leon and he was the like professional. yeah and he was training his daughter to like I think who was Natalie With Portman Natalie Portman yeah and he was like I'm huh. going to teach you how to kill people and he was like I'm going to do the most I'm going to teach you the most cowardly pe- cowardly way possible and it's by shooting people because if you're going to kill someone be determined use a knife in the same month, essentially, right? I guess it's not technically the same month, but in the same time span that the Supreme Court decided that, you know, women aren't 
responsible enough to govern their own bodies. We also decided that concealed carry was like a perfectly fine thing. And, and not, and Jewel was not. And this is coming from somebody who supports gun ownership. Doc is like more, from what I can gather, he's like ide ideologically, ideologically. Ideologically? Ideol <laughs> ideologically <laughs> with Killer Mike. I mean, and the only person who I'm willing to call my hero would be Fred Hampton. Is Fred Hampton, the leader of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers, who was assassinated by the United States government. And uh, uh, one of my heroes would be Jackie Robinson, the first black man to play in the major leagues. Which to me, I honestly, like when you hear Jackie's whole story, lines up perfectly with the idea of the quote-unquote American dream. So Jackie had a killer swing, but did he have that fire on him? Absolutely. Absolutely. You think Jackie Robinson Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he may not have had, like, the fire on him. So I can tell you that um, one of the leaders of uh, Civil Rights Peace also kept the yapa on a.k.a. Martin Luther King, a.k.a. Martin Luther... <laughs> With the A.K. <laughs> Martin Luther was Martin from Luther the K South. Martin Luther <laughs> Martin Luther was from the South. And routinely, like, you know, they got the famous picture of uh, Malcolm X standing by the window with the fucking AK, but it was reported that Martin kept guns in the fucking couch, dog. <laughs> I'm just saying... I support the Second Amendment. <laughs> Does Martin keep him in the couch with the safety on or off? Probably off. If you have to keep him in the couch, I'm assuming you keep the safety off. <laughs> right. Literally. You gotta remember, like, the clan wasn't fucking around. Like, they said... That's they... a wild thing for ev me even to, like, comprehend as living in that type of situation. You saw the fucking, uh... The riot episode of Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft yeah, Country. Yeah, like, like, like I, like, I get what you're saying, but for me, as a white cis male Amer in America, it's like I can't imagine living under that, and that sounds fucking horrifying. Well, get ready, because the conservative party is making waves to take us back to that grand old time. They've started by trying to pack the court system with judges that would unanimously well, overturn not Roe v. Wade. Agree to overturn Roe v. Wade. But uh, President Biden has woken up out of his coma to <laughs> injected him with enough adrenaline for him to walk right. God, I watched that like two minute clip. Yeah. He's so old. No shit. Like watching but... him like, like go into the desk, he's just like. Let me slip into this. But remember when, <laughs> remember when they were like, we can't elect Bernie because he's too old? How old's Bernie? Bernie's older than Biden. But he's more coherent. coherent. Right, no, absolutely, dog. Like, Bernie... I just got to the point where I would be signing if I was Joe Biden. Bernie absolutely <laughs> has the fire and is ready for the did you, Did you see... I'm going to sign this. Oh no, I even put the cap on top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw Joe fall Can off we that talk bike, about the fact that he signed that shit with a pen with a cap? 
It's really hard to make fun of how dumb Donald Trump was when Joe Biden continues to do very senior citizen things. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Whoa, be way before he corrected himself. He's wait, like, I have bro. A, hold on, let me see if I have a clip of something that's fucked up. Did you see the? I posted a story the other day on the fun Instagram that was like Joe Biden would be like American be, can be described in one word, and it was like yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my friend. I was talking to my friend and I told him, and he brought that up. He's like. He's like, the moment that I saw that clip, I gave up on Biden. Yo, I, it was like confetti all over again, <laughs> yo. I was like, oh my god, they really are playing dumb, son. They really just oh replaced my god. Trump with like a Democratic version. And it was like, we had Bernie. Bernie was right there, dog. Like, I didn't even take it. It's fine. Just Warren. put Doc Brown in office, please. You know when I knew we were fucked up? When... Kamala Harris made that big stand about calling Joe Biden out about the busing issue, right? And she was like, I was one of the little girls on that bus that you voted against or like, yeah, um, integrating, right? And then was like, I'm gonna be Joe Biden's running mate, y'all. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, ew. Ew, get the ew, fuck out ew. of here. <laughs> That's because Kamala's banking on the fact that he's gonna die by then. Oh my god, she really, she waiting to pull that fucking Glorilla challenge, right? Joe Biden gonna die, and she'd be like, I'm a F-R-E-E Why do you think he's been so, like, hesitant to announce he's even running again? Yo, remember when Obama was like, no, Joe, don't run? And I think that was even, like, personal advice. He's just like, Joe, you just, you don't want to do this. No, dog. Oh, man, it's just... A perfect reminder that none of this is normal. And that has been another episode for you guys. Casey, thank you for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.